with me tonight, we have my co-host, Peter Allison. Good evening, everyone. And uh, nobody else, because they're all lazy bastards and uh, ill and can be bothered. So it's just me and the Pete. Cool, yeah, the and cool kids. I'd, like to, I'd like to caveat this by saying I have been partying every night this weekend and I'm still on the podcast. Let's put that into context. <laughs> this is dedication. You are the cool kids. You are the cool kid. My, my weekend consisted of uh, walking the dog, um, telling myself that I was going to do a load of cleaning around the house, um, ended up um, taking stuff out of the dishwasher and putting stuff back in the dishwasher, and then I proceeded to paint toy soldiers and uh, watch history documentaries on YouTube. And that's all I did for all weekend. Well, you have been dealing with your with your grace pile of shame. Yes, yes. The pile so of that shame. is somewhat an achievement. Yeah, well, that that's it. I'm trying not to buy extra things to the pile of shame. Uh, I'm trying to sell stuff at the still at this moment in time. So I've I've, I've sold a load of stuff recently. Um, oh, nice. I'm trying to get rid of loads of things. So I'm trying to be brutal with myself as much as you can probably see. There's like a pile. There's piles of stuff behind me right now, and that's because. Um, I've literally just put loads of stuff on there and it's like, right, I'm going to try and get rid of this. And as much as it looks like I've still got loads of stuff left, um, which I do, I'm, I'm making my way through things that I'm not, um, going to use and trying to sell it. Obviously the things that are going to hurt me less first before I start moving on to things that I, I, I kind of love, but probably don't need. So, yeah. So there's a big pile of stuff upstairs <laughs> that needs to be sold, uh, still. Um, the annoying thing is... I've got like oh, I've got camera equipment and stuff like um I've, I sold some camera equipment and I've stuff that we've used for Geek Pride. I think it's like when we went to uh, UK Games Expo last time. Yeah. And the time before that, I brought my big my big my big camera with me, and it's like that's just like so unwieldy and stuff. And what because we were using my DSLR and the thing uh, that the sort of audio connection thing, and I was just like that was that was so much easier. We could we we did everything yeah. we need to. So I was like I don't need this big camera. I just bought it on a on a whim for because I thought it looked professional and stuff like that, and uh, so yeah. um, looking professional is one thing, but I found especially is like portability, yeah, and just ease of setup, yeah, and not clubbing people around the head with yeah. a massive camera is a bit more professional. Yeah, exactly. So um, that's sort of up for sale and stuff, though it's quite an expensive camera, and people are just like you know, interested. So um, yeah, so there's lots of they've got lots of things going. Up just so I can try and declutter my declutter my life and sort of not sort of have as much crap going on, um, but there's still still lots, and I'm getting to that point where there's things where I, I can happily let go because I'm just like you know what I just don't use this stuff anymore. I'm just no way. And then there's yeah. stuff that I'm like I really love, but I'm like but I don't use it, and I'm like but I love it, and it's just like yeah, but you don't use it. And I was like I know, but it's gonna hurt if I get rid of it, <laughs> and so it's just like. You know, trying to fight past that point of like, you know, get yeah, but be, be hard on yourself, be harsh. Yeah, so I'm just, you know, baby steps at the minute, trying to get rid of stuff. Obviously, got to pay for electricity and things like this. It's an extravagance to have these lights on <laughs> at this moment in time, Pete. You know, generally oh, yeah. I sit in the dark when I like I, I get it all the time when I'm in work, and they're all talking about me sitting in the dark, and I was like, yeah, because I'm not having the heat. There's no heating on in this house at the minute time, and I I very rarely have lights on and stuff because it's just like you know. I'm just like that's money, and and yeah. my electricity bill's gone up by a hundred percent, and I'm not paying. I'm not paying like I was paying a hundred and twenty quid. Uh, I'm being pretty frivolous with electricity, 
uh, yeah. a year ago i'm paying 256 quid now and uh literally everything goes off all the time yeah. and stuff so i'm just like yeah just mad right. uh, yeah and i've got look forward to an, a, a nice mortgage increase next year which is going to be awesome Ooh. i'm going to really look forward to, to that so uh that's yeah so selling things is keeping me uh afloat in a house that i probably can't afford <laughs> soon <laughs> and it's just like wow yeah but well, there you go. Yeah. Fin times. Yeah. First world problems for Matt, unfortunately. Yeah. I, I just, you know, I'm, I, 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 the only thing that keeps me sort of saying is it's like, uh, you know, I, um, you know, there's a lot of people who are a lot wor- worse off than I am. Absolutely. And stuff. There's a lot yeah. of people who are absolutely fucked. who just don't have the support network that I do and stuff. Uh, and don't have things that they can sell to sort of um, keep themselves afloat. So I am, yeah. I'm very lucky. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's grim. <laughs> it's, it's grim, but yeah, it's, it's grim. grim dark of the yeah. 2022. Yeah. So I'm just sort of, um, I, I fully understand, I fully understand my parents kicking off when I was a kid, you know, just like, you know, not closing yeah. doors and not turning lights off and things like, and I was just like, oh, I don't understand. What's this big issue? It's just a light, but it all, it all counts, man. Like I've got this, it all light. Adds up. I've got my, um, I've got my uh, my my little meter thing. Uh, you you won't be able to see. Oh. It, I was like, I've got my little meter thing, and um, it's it's like it's showing fourteen p at this minute in time, and I'm like, oh, that's fourteen p. That's a bit much. Usually, I don't don't get it past seven or eight, <laughs> like seven yeah. or eight p, and I'm just like, it's at fourteen p now. Oof, that's that's a lot of money right there. Yeah, hemorrhaging money. <laughs> well, that's the way things have gone. But anyway, well, yeah. Yeah, that's why I went away this weekend. Right, so we'll 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 talk about we'll talk about that. Uh it is the title of the the uh the podcast as, yeah. as, as it is and stuff. So um we had Josh down at Birmingham, Josh and um Laura, Laura. at uh, Birmingham MCM. Um and Laura went off to um Thought Bubble as well Bubble in too. Leeds. Yeah, she did. Um but you were and as they're not they're not here, so they can't talk about it. So um you were at Sci-Fi Weekender. Um, yeah, in Great Yarmouth. Great, Great Yarmouth? <laughs> Great Yarmouth. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit out of the way, but I mean, <laughs> it's very out of the way to be fair. I mean, it's essentially... Five hours, n- man. It takes me about five. It took me... My ex, I had a uh, dad in Great Yarmouth, and yeah. we drove there, and it took about five and a half hours from Manchester. It t- yeah, it took about four hours from me. Basically, I just drove east. Uh, picked up um, a photographer, Petey, on the way. He does photos for Geek Pride and some of my articles. And we just kept going east. And basically, essentially, the nav- sat-nav says, keep driving east until you've hit the sea, and then you've gone too far. <laughs> I remember being in Great Yarmouth, and uh, Great Yarmouth, and... Um... They had a, the doors, like the old houses there, they had a load of really yeah. old, like sort of medieval houses and stuff, but the doors were absolutely tiny, man, like like literally half the size of me. And I was like, I don't understand if people like were really, really short back then or, you know, it had some sort of use or whatever, but like they were tiny doors. There's like a picture of me standing beside one and I'm just like <laughs> my arms around it like this going, whoa. <laughs> well, I say I've been in Great Yarmouth more accurately I was at the Vauxhall Caravan Park where Sci-Fi Weekend was held. Yeah. I never actually left it. We just kind of rocked up with like you know, with food bags and 
well, to be fair, drink bags and a bit of food and got in a caravan and stayed there. Well, not, and then went to the event, stayed there for three days and left. We didn't actually go into Great Yarmouth, so it's... Do they not but, have, like, chalets and stuff there? Or is it just caravans? Uh, no, it's like static caravans and glamping and stuff like that. But, I mean, we, it was November. Well, it is November. And I was walking on in a T-shirt. It yeah. was that mild okay. at the weekend. Now, to be fair, I mean, it's completely different today. I mean, it's like it's been grim, grey, wet, damp, chilly November. But uh, Saturday, Friday, and it was mild i mean like surprisingly mild given the time of year and uh, yeah i was walking around t-shirts and what several of us were and but yeah yeah <laughs> but and but the caravans were fine they were heated they were kind of modern static caravans and very comfortable and they yeah, could easily kind of go back to your caravan when you're ready chill out for a few, for an hour or so and then rock back in and go back to sci-fi weekend it, has it always been the great yarmouth or is it, was it no no it's um before that, it was in Fwelly in North Wales. And prior to that, it dotted around a few other um, holiday parks. And, and like then around that time, it was originally SFX weekend when it was partnered with SFX magazine. SFX didn't want to continue with it anymore. And then so the organiser said, well, it seems very successful. Let's keep it going, but call it Sci-Fi Weekender. And so it was in Fwelly in North Wales for several years before the the camp the camp not campsite the holiday park where it's been held said, "Oh, we're going to knock down the, and completely rebuild the um, main venue, which just happened to, uh, during the out of holiday hours um, season, which is what you went Sci-Fi Weekender held." So, oh, we well, there's no way we can't hold the sci-fi weekend there because it's there's no building, there's no venue. So they shifted to on the other side of the country and went to Great Yarmouth. Yeah, like literally, just like the furthest, from, the furthest from everywhere, everywhere. And it's like well, to I be don't... fair, Fully is fairly remote at uh, the best times. Um, that said, I mean uh, it's a very nice drive going there, straight over Snowdonia. Lovely drive, lovely drive. To be although to be the caveat to that is you never actually take the same journey because it's just there's so many different roads across Snowdonia. You just end up going random routes and seeing different parts of Snowdonia. But it's a nice drive. Yeah, on wheels is very nice. But uh, yeah, so, uh, okay, so, oh God, we started to kick off. Oh, always, <laughs> always. He's, he, he's silent, doesn't do anything, was lying down there that, you know, he's happy enough. And then as soon as I get on the microphone, he's like, uh, uh, I you want can hear my voice. Yeah, you I want voice. outside. Uh. Okay, so uh, give a quick sort of uh, rundown oh. of Sci Fi Weekender while I go and let my dog out. Okay, Sci Fi Weekender. A Sci Fi Weekender is not a convention. Forget um, Comic Con, forget MCM Showmasters. It's a festival. It's a celebration of science fiction, fantasy, and horror. And basically, it's a gathering of geeks, nerds, gamers, and we all just come together to share our enjoyment of geekery. (laughs) And it's... The guests draw the people the people to the event 
but it's the atmosphere that keeps people coming back a year upon year upon how year. Day, how many days is it? Okay, it's there's the officially it's three it's three uh, three days. So it starts on the Friday, is it? Thursday. Thursday. Thursday evening, then Friday, all day Friday, all day Saturday, and then Sunday is the slowly recover from the uh, culmination of silver hangovers and drive slowly back to normalcy. <laughs> um, How many people does it hold? Uh, it varies. It's The numbers go up and down. And the, this one was a bit quieter because it's the first one after since COVID happened. So it's got to feel like you know, things are kind of gearing back up again and reminding everyone what sci-fi weekend is and can be and what it means uh but i think there was a few thousand there to be fair i saw, I not... saw a video i think it was a level up leroy's um yeah it, it had like um um god what's his name on his name yeah, adam podcast oh um oh god John, John Robertson. John, yeah, I've got John Robertson. Good yeah, God. John. How could I forget his name? What a legend. But yeah, it, had, it was him and it was all very, I think it must have been the last night or something and there was stuff Yeah, going. that was, the, uh, yeah, Levi, Level Up Levi's uh, set, DJ set was the final climax on Saturday night, uh, two hours set, an absolutely storming set and it basically reached with, uh, sorry, it ended with, Pretty much all the organisers and the compare. So you had like John Robertson on there, Adam Kolkoff, and Area Fifty One, who were providing all like you know, the dancing and you know performances, and it's a massive, massive party. And yeah, really, really good um, audio visual feast. And yeah, absolutely amazing to dance around to. So what's the sort of like? So in my mind, it feels like it. So it, is it like sort of like is there like a convention area with with things and stuff or okay. how does it how does it sort of okay set the, out? right the basic venue is the what they call the spaceport and the main void the uh, the main void is where they have them as the main implies the main events on and then they've got like a another slightly smaller room um just next door called the spaceport where they have other events going on so basically got like two channels of events going on throughout the weekend and uh, alongside that you got various events going on around the area so it's like and you got like people walking in about in in like cosplay and it's a lot going on if you stay in the Space what them in, but you tend to miss things going on. You need to explore it and just find these random uh, gatherings that suddenly pop up and start talking. I think there's also been in, pastors being uh, there's cafe clutches in the in another room as well, and they've had like a gaming room, um, also in another room. So there's loads of stuff going on. You just need to explore and find it all. And like I said, that continues like about eleven till f- about. Uh, six, you kind of got the sort of normal convention of like panels, interviews, um, workshops every now and then. I mean, in the past, I've had Tap of Alliance artifacts um, doing a, a cosplay workshop, and then it shuts down for about a couple of hours, and then you have the evening entertainment come on. So you kind of got this. For example, this year we uh, they had. 
um, Madam Misfit, you've had um, uh, The Dark Room, you've had um, Professor Elemental, others have included Darth Elvis, uh, Blues Harvest, yeah, uh, uh, very cool, jo- um, Jolly Boat, uh, Pirate Band, and yes, I've got just loads of random stuff going on and but it's it's never just a band it's always something that has a very geek theme to it and it's like i say it's that's why i say it's more than a convention it's not a convention it's a festival because it's just one big party or people have come to call it space butlins and the only thing i can sort of like um i kind of went to uh Kerrang fest um in uh what have it been would it have been in pontons in wheels is it Pontus yeah in wheels i think they had sort of like where you had sort of like you had your gigs and then you just had like uh there was like just drinking and partying afterwards or conversely if we're going for the nerdy side of things uh katsukon which was um in um is it katsuko is it Kit- or kitakon i can't remember it's one of the other yeah. one's an american one's over here yeah. whatever the what that one is uh i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to google it now but um they have it in the uh, Hilton in Birmingham. Um, oh, okay. And they used to have it every year, and I've, I've not heard of it. Let's see. I think it's the Katsuk. Katsukon is... Uh, no, that's the one in DC. Katsukon is the big one. So it must be Kitacon. 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 Let me see. 22... Uh, uh, Kitacon. Oh, they changed it. It's, it used to be in there. They've changed it now. It's in uh, Coventry. But yeah, I think that used to be in um, used to be in the the Hilton. I went there once, and it was very much a case of I didn't even. I went, and I don't even think I had a pass. I don't think I had a pass. I just went to the hotel, <laughs> got a hotel room, and then just everybody was in the lobby and you know in the swimming pool and stuff, and I just got drunk with everybody and then they had this sort of like like party thing going on in the, in a, another thing so you just kind of went in there had a had a party and drank and drank and stuff so i don't even think i went in, into the convention i didn't even try to get um i didn't even try to get um like a pass or anything because that's yeah. just like i'm just gonna get drunk so it's okay so i literally just got up had a swim got drunk and uh I, I rinse and repeat for like two days <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, it's a bit like that. Sounds a bit like Sci-Fi Weekend. I mean, and yeah, it's just really welcoming the atmosphere. It's just like, no, everyone's there to have fun because of all geeks, and you know, we just enjoy, you know, geekery and dressing up and partying. And what did you go as, Pete? Um, yeah, I went to the Zayford Beetlebox. So yes, I had a lot of fun as uh, that, uh, bouncing around with a second head and a third arm, which I found out also gets you very hot very quickly. <laughs> and therefore I need to drink a lot. And it's the um, old school one, it's not the new one, it's the, the old school Galaxy. Uh, there was guide. no film. There okay. was no film. Yeah. We do not talk about the film. Did, did, you not, did you not like the film? Really? No. Oh, I thought it was no, right. the, possible. Um, Douglas Adams, um, uh, Hitchhiker's Galaxy is very wordy. It's very verbose, yeah. and that, that's the nature. It's the way the writing and the film kind of really condensed down the dialogue to point of it not being Douglas Adams, if that makes any sense. It yeah, just yeah. felt 
it just didn't feel Douglas Adamsy. Yeah, I, and I. Sorry, carry on. It just, yeah, it just didn't work for me. It's, I mean, I get the. This is where you know future, the future of Doug, of uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy will be like reimaginings, but to me the original is just so precious to me. And yeah, I've got a lot of fond memories when we were you know when we were kids and stuff. It used to be something that like I remember. There's certain things I remember very vividly growing up, and Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Watching that with my family was one of them. Another one was Tripods. Tripods was another yeah. one that the, the Tripod series that was on. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, there's a few things that they really stand out. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy was one of those uh, that really yeah. sort of loved. For me, it wasn't it was the, the book. Because that was the the book that got me into science fiction, and also I found the uh, radio plays, complete set of them, and I've been listening to them, and they're just a joy to listen. There was to. some extra stuff actually, because they did some they yeah. did some sequel stuff, didn't they? Because that I was yes, I was listening to that did. on the radio, yeah. Yeah, they did some of that, and again, it was good. It's it is. You know, hitchhiker in the truest sense of the word, and even my kids like listened listened to it as well and, and enjoyed it. But there's something about the originals, the original season of Hitchhiker that was just perfection. Yeah. It's the narration. Uh, it was the narration and the uh, exactly, it's the narration yeah. and the little sort of kind of graphics and stuff that they used to have. You know, it was just. You know. And this was before CGI as well. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. someone hand drew all that. Yeah, yeah. 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 But yeah, so yeah, when it's and um, yeah, people recognised it, had the photo taken of it, and yeah, it was just a really fun time. And I mean, that was just for the evenings. I mean, for, during the daytimes, I was just sorry, dude. More... My dog, my dog has been an absolute <laughs> asshole. I mean, right? So basically, this time of the month, uh, this time of the month, this time of the month, he doesn't have his period. But this time of the year in December. He, he wants to be outside a lot because his hormones are going and he wants to be sort of kind of, you know, one, to be able to sort of kind of sniff out girl dogs and two, sort of protect the area and stuff. So he's in and out all the time because he's he's... he's He's a, he's a fair weather dog though as well. He's meant to be a mountain dog. He's meant to be like he's meant to sit in the plains and sit out in the cold weather and stuff. But as yeah. soon as there's any precipitation, he's just like, nope, I'm in. So I've just let him out. I'm literally five minutes ago, and now he's barking uh, to come back in. He's worse than the cat. So give me one minute. Carry on okay. talking. Okay. About, um... Okay. Well, let's just say I can relate to the dog because I am a fair weather person. I do not do the cold. I do not do the wet. I wouldn't. I mean, I bike three times a week. Then I saw it was grey, misty, damp, and I thought, not today. I'm still fucked after sci-fi weekender. It's warm inside, and I'm just not going to cycle anywhere today. I'm just going to get some work done and write up my review of the event. <laughs> oh, yes, the cycling. Yeah, you're you're very good yeah. at that, Pete. You do that quite regularly. I do quite regularly, but not today because it's just so bloody cold and wet and damp for... No, I'm still fucked after sci-fi weekend. I'm just going to stay inside. I've got no excuse, though. I, I was sort of... Um, I was doing quite well. At every every day, I would do about 35 to 45 minutes um, weights. Yeah. And then I'd do, you know, walk the dog, get myself some cardio and stuff. Um, but I just... I've just not been doing it. I've just been like, you know, and it's just like... Because I put on... I put on weight. I was down to like 95 yeah. kilograms. I'm back up to like 100 and something now. And I'm just like... Yeah. 
Go on, Matt, get back, get back on it. Yeah, get I do. In the gym. I do. You definitely feel yeah. a lot better. It's just motivating. Oh, yeah. It's just definitely motiv- It's just motivating yourself back to doing it, and it's get it's getting yourself into your routine. It's, I find that as soon as I I take time off to do something else, and it's so hard to get yourself back in. Get but as soon as it's as soon as it's just a routine, then it's not as big an issue because Absolutely. you're just sort of used to it. So, uh, yeah. yeah, but yeah, like I like, like during the day, I was dressed somewhat more professionally, and I was full transparency, full disclosure. Um, I was one of the interviewers on this, like for Sci-Fi Weekend. I interviewed uh, Catherine Evans on the Saturday and the artist Jeff Cummins on the Friday. So, so yeah, and they were both you know, lovely people. I really enjoyed chatting to them. Uh, just chat like also very different people. I mean, like I say. Uh, Jeff Cummins is uh, an artist, started out in music, doing music album covers, then moved into doing book covers for Doctor Who books. Meanwhile, Catherine Evans was a YA author and then kind of shifted into crime. So it's both were really kind of very different interviews, but also equally interesting. Uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed just kind of sit back on the stage and chatting books. Okay, That's so me. you were actually on stage with microphone in hand and sort of talking Absolute. away to those? Wow. Yeah, yeah, and just like, and and so it's kind of a bit like singing for my supper in a sense because, like, um, yeah, people enjoyed it. Like, both, thank, thankfully, both of them came out and said thank you very much. But we really enjoyed it. So, yeah, there's always kind of a bit of a pressure on when you're kind of on stage, but it's good when you're up there and just kind of chatting to people. And what's coming to us, you can start asking people for questions. I've answered the questions. Anyone got any questions? Yeah. Well, you go Sci-Fi Weekender. If you need more, uh, you need more interviewers and stuff. Then Geek Pride are happy to oblige. Any convention, obviously, you know. Yeah. We've got some seasoned veterans here, re- regular chit chatters. So. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I was thinking, I was thinking the other day, like we started, like almost restarted, like the, the Geek Pride podcast, March twenty twenty. Yeah, well, we've been going pretty much since I was thinking of it, because we've got, like, as it stands, I think we're on episode uh, 70, technically in this season, we're in episode 75 or 79 yeah. or something along those lines. Um, but we we had, um, like, we've got 100 or something extra episodes uh, from back in the day, you know, we, we, yeah. we had we had, we were basically on three third three technically three seasons. So we had our our stint when we were on Google Hangouts, like in the first days when there was yeah. literally about twenty of us all. And like, if you want to see chaos, go back <laughs> and go back and watch some of the old podcasts because there was literally about a million of us all on there. It was a good laugh, uh, but it was just like, and we had sections and we had like Mike Gorvis did sort of like little sort of kind of things and we little jingles and we did like little sections and stuff. And there was loads of us that we'd just sit there and yeah for and it was on the google hangout so the quality wasn't great and stuff like that um but they're quite amusing to watch back and then we sort of kind of did the thing when i had my old man cave and stuff where we started kind of doing it a bit more properly better microphones we got better guests in and things like that yeah and then um a lot of shit happened and then my dad my dog is starting to kick off again because he's an asshole and he does stuff and you can hear his nemesis outside yes well that's it you know what happens that dog it's gonna eat that dog. You know what? Is I'm not. I, I kind of don't blame my. This is completely off the point, but it's just <laughs> like because you can just because my dog's so big, you can't just leave him to his devices. Because if he does, if he goes mental, and I guarantee you I go in there, it's gonna be a chunk out of my window. But um, basically, that dog that walks past my window, it walks past and it barks. It stands in front of my house and it barks and it winds my dog up. And because my dog is huge. 
and my windows are literally old school. This is this house was built in eighteen fifty six. So these these do- these windows are old school, sort of kind of just wood with a glass pane. They're not double glazed or anything. So he's he's easily going through those if he wants to. And that dog winds him up. And there's been times when I've come back. And the, the, there's one video on t- on his TikTok where yeah. his, he's gone back and he's literally ripped off, and he was he was literally about a slither, a small slither away from going through the window because he torn out the entire window frame, and I was just like, oh shit! And it's because yeah. of that dog and that dog, and it's just like the guy, the guy. <laughs> Just, I kind of part of me wants to just run out and go look, man. All right, I appreciate this is you know it's a public road and you've got your dog and your dog doesn't like my dog and my dog doesn't like your dog, but your dog isn't destroying your house. You you know, so can you just walk him across the road or something or go somewhere else because he's costing me a small fortune. The only good thing is is I I know how to fill wood now, so like I, I <laughs> I'm a master at wood filling now. So if anybody has an issue, I can wood fill like a champion. But it's just like yeah, he just because it, it goes basically when my dog gets wound up, he 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 can't get to what he wants to. He starts chewing stuff. He yeah. chews on my bloody window sills on my window ledge and stuff. Like there was this little sort of like uh, di- uh, dialing that sort of kind of goes around the window, and it was it was very pretty, very decorative. He ripped that off. Uh, and destroyed it. So I bought a new one and I, I fitted it again and I painted it as I grip. He did it again when that dog walked past. And I got to the point the third time and I went, I'm just not gonna put it back on again. So I just I just sanded it down and he literally left it because that's just a one less thing for him did when that own? dog walks past to sort of kind of destroy basically. And it's just like oh, my dog. So bad. But you, but you love him. I do. Him. I do. And that's the thing. Yeah. It's just like you can under. I can understand why. You, you know, I was. I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, um, you know, like parents who are always for. You've got kids who are like absolute shitbags, and yet their parents are literally backing them up to the hilt and sort of like you yeah. know still love them and stuff. I was like, yeah, I can kind of. I understand that because my dog's an absolute asshole, and I still love him the bits. And it's just like you know, he, you know when he's. Not being a douchebag, he's he's an amazing dog. But when he's being a douchebag, he's very much a lot of hard work. So, and a big douchebag. Yeah, he's a big douchebag, and that's that's <laughs> the problem. And because he's a he's a big he's a big dog, he's a big unit. It's um it's hard. The only the only you know the good thing about him being like that is it's very unlikely that anybody he's gonna is gonna sort of rob me because if they do come into this house, they're probably not escaping with their with all of their limbs <laughs> intact yeah. and stuff basically because he'll have them uh and it sort of kind of there was like we had when i was first moved in here um we had um i said to the builders and we were getting my loft sort of done and i said look i've got a i've got a big ass guard dog doesn't appreciate especially men walking into the house unannounced and stuff you have to literally oh, let me come to the door i have to introduce you in and he has to basically see you coming in with me and you're not just to walk in on your own because as you walk in on your own he thinks you're you're up to no good he'll Inva- have invading his territory yeah, and he'll have you um and they went all right and what did they do just come in knock the door walk straight in didn't you know nothing and my dog yeah. goes absolutely buck mad and i literally i just remember i was sitting in this chair and i saw i saw him fly past the door <laughs> and the and the uh and the uh this massive ruckus and the, the builder just going pure white and i had to dive <laughs> out grab my dog and i said like told you man don't you know you shouldn't have just that's you know 
I told you, you have to yeah. go, knock the door. I have to invite you in. He has to say that it's safe. Otherwise, he's just going to go, this is my job. You're an invader. I'm having you. And it's just like, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, so back to, back to where we were when my yeah. dog wasn't trying to destroy my windows. Um, so, uh, yeah, so we had like... Uh, we had some more guests we could bet more yeah. sort of going on and then it was sort of was it about we started the it podcast was, again was it 2020 yeah it was a, a well, march april 2020 we were thinking about what could we do a bunch of geeks do to kind of do our thing to yeah. help out was that when we started doing more guests or is that when we started getting a lot of the um the sort of kind of because we had the um Oh, for some of our first guests were from the No Sleep podcast and stuff, weren't they? Yeah. Um, no, basically, we kind of just studios amongst ourselves at first. And, like, just basically kind of just doing some random chit-chat, talking about, like, current geek events. And I think, well, well, what else could we talk about? And I thought, well, why don't we get some guests on? So we kind of started inviting various guests on to the podcast and just to talk to them. And it sort of just ballooned and just kept like momentum meant it kept going on from there so we've been doing this about two and a half years well we're, yeah we'll be doing it and this 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 guy in this in this, in this, in this guy gig, gig pride is we were born in like august of 2013 i'd say possibly august 2012 2013 2012 yeah so we're, we're we are 10 we're 10 years old as yeah, an entity I, I joined a year later. Yeah, 10, like, no, 20, 2014, I think. I mean, I'm just gonna have to. I'm just gonna <laughs> check. You know, yeah, so we had, yeah, so we're in and around then and stuff because yeah, yeah we're it was around that. So like you know, I had a lot of momentum at the start, a lot of stress, and then it, it got to the point where I think we realised that we weren't going to be able to compete with the IGNs and the. Uh, I think in, in na- naivety when we were younger. Uh, I would say younger, but you know, ten years ago, still younger. I was I was thirty thirty one years old. Um, but you know, we had this sort of kind of neat, naive belief that because there were so many of us and we were all so super enthusiastic about us that we could sort of take on these big companies. And we were doing pretty much everything. We were doing yeah. everything, and it got to the point where I would realize that I I was finishing my job coming home and then doing another job and it was yeah. really really getting to me and stuff because i was just like i couldn't deal with it all and then there was all the internal politics that came with it and stuff um but i think you know we're it's not just we're not sort of hitting massive heights i'm kind of liking where we are because it's like a it's a, it's more of a gradual burn which i kind of wish yeah. we'd done earlier on because i think we would be further forward than we are now had we sort of just done it, it gradually instead of sort of spaffing yeah. at the start um but yeah i think you know especially the podcast i think it's sort of um becoming a lot more sort of say popular but you know not compared to like big podcasts but f- for us for us yeah. growing, like we've got, we've got four people watching us at this moment in time it's unheard of people actually watching us live my god wow okay <laughs> no yeah we, well, i've shared this with the sci-fi weekend crew so if anyone sci-fi weekend was watching hey guys hope you're recovering <laughs> I really hope you're recovering because whoa. Yeah. Uh yeah, I mean, going about sci-fi, we get it I mean, like the there's a lot of odd audience participation, engagement, audience engagement is a lot of that. Um when when you go to a con a convention, there's the guests and then there's the, the attendees. Yeah. Now, especially at some of the more 
stricter and rigid conventions you kind of write well okay you you got like like there's a queue to sign and right okay and they can like you can they look an extra for a photo and an extra for a selfie so I think yes it does have kind of a signing route and all that but there's no separation between guests and attendees if the if the, the guests want to go to the bar, they go to the bar and you can find yourself like standing next to one of the authors or one of the uh, actors that's that's visiting. And it's a much greater sense of community there because it's not like, not really them knows, it's just we're all here because we're all geeks. And that just makes it, um, just that she just mingling and uh, gathering makes it feel very different. And yeah, there's, there's less barriers, I think is the best way I can put it. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, first, um, our first episode was nine years ago. Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> first episode. We got one hundred and seventy episodes, um, of which I think you can get a half of. I think there's like set. I think there's about you can get half of. I think on um, on because I think we st- I started adding them to um, what's it called to um. Like iTunes and stuff like that. Yeah. Sort of in, you know, sort of episode sort of 70 or, or something along those lines. But there's lots of what. So basically, got 170 on YouTube. And uh, yeah, the uh, the first episode uh, was. Um, we had an episode zero. <laughs> we had an episode zero wow. on our YouTube. Uh, so yeah, nine years ago. So uh, wow. wow. Time flies. Yeah. 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 But yeah, going back to Sci-Fi Weekend, uh, one of the things I really like, I really enjoy, is that there's, if someone makes an impression, they're invited back. Yeah. So the example is John Robertson brought his brought the Dark Room, and naturally the audience went wild for it because it's just it's hilarious. He's a natural showman. He's, He's a natural showman. He's is hilarious unless you're the one playing the game then it's absolutely terrifying because he's hurling like you know just shouting at you like just a lot just training like shouting at you and so naturally it's terrifying um but then kind of with us being back and so yeah he came back again next year and now he's kind of he did a he's interviewed brian blessed and he's also been interviewed as well about his experiences during lockdown. And he's done like comedy sketches as well, like during the SFW Awards ceremony uh, on the Thursday nights. So you can't like, uh, if you're successful, you make an impression, great. You know, you, can, you become part of the family and kind of like, really builds on that engagement in community. And what sort, the, of, what, what sort of awards do they do? Um, it's more kind of, SFW was with more like awards focused on SFW, like no, the best um, guest, like the best author at SFW, um, and so on, and like the, the best band that SFW had. So it's not, it's very kind of internal in a sense. Okay. But but it's a kind of a recognition of the contribution that they've done to the event and to the like the sci-fi community and just yeah, it's a little kind of thank you from uh, from the organizer. Yeah, you're doing good. Thank you very much. And Yay! <laughs> and yeah, it's been, it's been really nice. I mean, like, um, let's see. I, I couldn't make the awards this year because I had to take my, I had to take Kaylee, my wife, to an awards ceremony herself. Oh, okay. And um, so yes, yeah, so I was taking Kaylee that, and then Friday morning, got the kids to school, 
uh, kiss my wife goodbye. I said, right, I'm off to the sci-fi weekend. Bye-bye. And uh, <laughs> busy drew up uh, as, fast, well, as fast as leak as possible. Uh, in no way breaking the uh, law or the sound barrier. <laughs> and uh, picked up PT and just kept going. Yeah, we've never changed changed cars so quick and fast. Like, it's like, grab stuff, in, grab, go. Of, um, do they, is it always in this time of the year? Or do they usually um, it's moved around it's either it has either been march april time or october november time always out of the out of the holiday season basically right now it's jumps between those two um partly because of covid they've experimented a few times with having uh, a satellite event course a sci-fi weekend in the city which is conveniently held in sheffield um in the year two so it kind of meant you had a main one going on and the kind of the satellite event sci-fi work in the city taking place six months later okay and and that kind of held on either side of the holiday season and yeah like the next one is only going to be in four months time it's going to be held in march and then the because basically as i understand it i could be wrong it's like you know this is kind of like the first one after after the uh, COVID pandemic and lockdown, so the kind of um, like this was the makeup for the ones that had been cancelled. Right. And then next, so next season it's going to be like it's like next year it's going to be in March time, and then subsequent years it's going to be around in t- missing twelve months leaps. Right. Okay. Right. 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 So, but yeah, but only four months until um, Cypher Wind. So I better get started on my next cosplay. <laughs> you can't go for Seifod. People brought up again. You know, you know. I no, I do, I do like say, I do like taking Seifod. I mean, I've won him for quite a few actually, and um, it's I won't say it's an easy one to do because I have to ask Petey to help me to strap me in because I've got to strap all the head and arm to me, and I can't do that by myself. I need to kind of someone kind of hold the head in place, and then kind of, I kind of use all the straps to to attach him to my body. So he just got to, so his head doesn't go flying off, and also, it's a unique. I've not seen other people that. Oh, I mean, at least that many people doing um, a Zayford. I've seen a few for prefects and a uh, Alpha Dent, but yeah, well, they're your go-to you sort of hitchhiker guide the galaxy sort exactly. of characters, aren't they? You don't sort of uh, nobody does Zayford. But, uh, yeah. Exactly, I do Zayford. I'm Zayford. Yeah, but yeah, it's. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think what else I've been going. It's uh, it's really good. It's really, really good. It was good to be back. Like I say, it was a bit smaller than usual, maybe smaller scale, but still the same scope and still the same atmosphere. It was just great to see everybody again. I mean, we, there's a distinct sense of family. Yeah, so I think amongst like kind of the regular goers and busy everyone's going. The Friday, was going up to each other, going, "I've not seen you since before the plague." <laughs> and a lot of hugging, a lot of kind of yeah, a lot of hugging going on, just kind of like people being glad to see each other because it had been three years since we'd seen each other i don't think i've been to sort of um like obviously we've been to uk games expo uh, yeah. we had this year and um i went i went to the just before um we went to the one before lockdown um but apart from that i used to go to like conventions all the time but i don't i honestly don't think i've been to one where you know i've stayed nights and got absolutely smashed since 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 san diego comic-con i think wow. 2016 2016 yeah. i think was the yeah. last sort of kind of one that i went to um 
and sort of, or was it, did I go to the MCM in the, I don't know why, I, I went to the MCM in the October after that and stuff, but um, yeah, it was just like, I don't think I've been to one since. I don't know what uh, it is. I just felt like, yeah. Uh, I found, I used to go to the MCM Birmingham's fairly regularly Birmingham Comic Con quite quite regularly and it just felt more of the same there wasn't enough diversity so well I've been once and it's mostly traders yeah yeah and a lot of trading and there's kind of the panels and guests are sort of at the periphery almost yeah, yeah. I used to go to EGX quite a lot, but then they moved it down south, and it's just like oh. that's that's coming back up to Birmingham again next year. Okay, I might. So, I, hopefully, looking forward to that. yeah, yeah, it'll be good because it's just yeah. it's just a lot. One, it only takes me an hour to get there and stuff, and uh, yeah. an hour and a bit to get there and stuff, and you know, even if I decide I want to move, I want to go back that night and stuff, but then it gives me the option I can't stay if I want to and stuff. And, yeah, you know, the opposite. It's the opposite sci-fi weekend. You know, there is stores and merch you can buy. But that's at the periphery. Yeah. The guests and the panels are at the front. They are kind of dominating the event. It's people come here to see the panels and see the workshops and see Brian Blessed kind of yeah, be Brian Blessed basically. I mean, the guy is be is he's got a you know fantastic history and he's done so much, not just acting, but just his you know, oh, climbing yeah. Everest. Yeah, yeah. He's got so much kind of story to to draw upon that he, even though even if you've seen him kind of talk about ten times, he's giving you he's telling a new tale each time you hear him, and it's like the, the, the guy is basically a twenty year old stuck in an eighty year old's body, <laughs> and he's just so much energy and enthusiasm that he's just such a natural uh, raconteur. You just yeah, you can just listen to him and just be endlessly entertained. Um, well, that's it. And, it's like I the one like. I've, don't get me wrong, I don't mind MCM and stuff like that, but I yeah. went more for the um the afterwards and the sort of kind yeah. of the the people and the sort of like enjoying yourself afterwards and stuff. And it's like what I find is conventions like that were just they were just people selling stuff. Yeah. And it was more you know, there wasn't really experience. It was more like cosplay, watching the cosplay and then um it was just pop figures everywhere um, yeah. and stuff like that. And it's just like, once you've seen, the problem when you go to these sort of generic conventions is once you've seen one, you've seen what? them all and the yeah. stalls are all the same and they've been the same for years. And you do get the odd ones where you, you find some, you know, pretty cool stuff. But in general, it's just... It's same. an exception. Yeah, yeah, it's the same thing. Whereas like UK Games Expo and things like that, whereas like, you know, it's... As much as they're they're just they're showing off their game now they're mm. in stalls and you can't buy stuff and and stuff but it's it, it seems like it changes every year because obviously the games and everything are changing and stuff so there's a lot of there's a lot of change um so I can't I I enjoy that a lot more because it it changes every year yeah. there's a, there's something different every year I think you get a if you go for the entertainment and the party obviously then you you would love Sci-Fi Weekender because that's it. That's basically there's the Sci-Fi so focus on community and engagement and atmosphere, and it has that in spades. It's all about it's all about selling stuff. You've paid your ticket to get in, therefore you're here. Um, that's what they wanted. They wanted you to hear, and now you kind of 
you, know, you just keep coming back just for the random insanity. Um, and there's a lot, a lot of fun. I mean, the a prime example is the cosplay competition. That's a staple of all conventions everywhere. Now, the difference is with, with Sci-Fi Weekend, though, they don't... Screen accuracy is appreciated, but what they look for is idea and imagination far more than just, oh, well, then you've done a screen-accurate Harley Quinn. Yeah. But here you've got a flamboyant potato alien. <laughs> Have you ever seen Typho Weekend? Have you ever seen The Dark Room? Yes. You understand where flamboyant potato is? Yes. And you know where the you know, alien come from, and so they mostly combine the two, and that was just fantastic. Well, who else could come up with that? Yeah, uh, yeah and just like it was brilliant, it was really well done. I've, so, I've been in one cosplay competition, and it wasn't because I volunteered for it; it was because I got nabbed. You know that time we went to the UK Games Expo, and I dressed yes. up in this sort of kind of um, Crimson Empire sort of armor and yeah. stuff. Um, I was literally walking around um, with you, and then I yeah. think I got nabbed by one of the cosplay organizers. Like, uh, you need to come over here, and I was just like, well, "What for?" It's just like the cosplay competition. And I was just like, "I, um, I'm not, I'm not here for like anything." She's like, "Yeah, well, you, you just come over here," and, and just, you are now. <laughs> you are now. And she just put me in a line, and, and I, I, I can't. I think I, I, I can't. I, I, I was. I, I, I won something, so I don't even know what position I came, but I, I got this sort of, like, sash, cosplay nice. cop sash thing, and I got, like, a, a signed print, um an art an art print and stuff, so I, I, I came somewhere in it and stuff, and uh, I uh, I never saw the photographs. There was people taking photographs, I never saw them. Um, but <laughs> so I just literally got grabbed after walking yeah. around with you. Right, you're in this line, stand here, let some take some, somebody take some photographs of you and stuff. And, um, yeah, that was really bizarre <laughs> it was unintentional oh um yeah at my first i i've caused the first time i cosplayed was at sci-fi weekend and that was also the first time i took part in a competition a cosplay competition and at the time i was writing an article about cosplay the nature of cosplay for the guardian and i thought well if you're going to write about it i may as well do it so I cosplayed as well, my favourite uh, character, Zephyr Bubrox. Okay. And I thought, well, if I'm going to write about cosplay, I may as well write about a cosplay competition. So I you know, entered myself and I got through to the, the like, I got through the clearing where they kind of like you know, did the initial, well, we like you, we don't like you, we like you, we like you. Yes. They got down to like, the last 15. And so I was, I was, quite, I was sure if they got down to the last 15. I didn't win, but I didn't expect to win because it was a very ropey um, version 1.0 of Zayford <laughs> costume. Um, we're talking like, no, the head wasn't fixed that properly because we tried gluing the head um, into the neck hole of the of a second neck hole of the jumper rather than actually touching the head to my body. So it got a bit like, you know, floppy. <laughs> Maybe it was nervous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It felt a bit shy, you know. Hands a bit cold at the time as well. And so, yeah, I mean, it was a fun experience. A lot, a lot of fun. Would I do it again? Probably not, because I'm not that competitive personally. I just enjoy dressing up as one of my favourite characters, and I still do. Which, for a 47 year old, proves I still have yet to grow up. 
And I was thinking, I think you get to a certain age and then you just stop there and then you're like, because I don't, I don't feel like I'm 41. Yeah. I don't, I don't feel like um, I'm 41, to be honest. That's sort of, you know, you, you still act, act like a child sometimes, you know, so you just... Yeah, well, I mean, I think as, as several people said, like, the age is only a number. I mean, it's, you know, what you do and how you do. That's what matters. I mean, I mean, yeah, it's just like, the be yourself. Don't try to be a number. Be, oh, well, I think, um, like, I've hit 40. Well, that's it now. No more clubbing. No more parties for me. I'm going to be kind of sit back with the Horlicks and, the, and read books and gardening. No, no, it doesn't have to be. Really doesn't. It's just... Yeah, I mean, do what you want. Do what makes you happy and makes you happy also to enrich your life. And I'm pretty sure I, I'd love to find out the average age at a sci-fi weekender and compare that with the average age of a typical like MCM or Showmasters Comic Con. Because I'm pretty confident it would be, I wouldn't say significantly higher, but a bit higher at sci-fi weekend yeah i get that impression it's definitely for the older the older generation yeah where the less kind of i don't know it's just a different maybe sensibility yeah. maybe perspective outlook i don't know i'm not a psychologist but it just feels different i mean like it just got very broad asian i mean there were families there like a family from belgium came all the way to great yarmouth just for sci-fi that's wow. a deficit and brought their children. Wow. Okay. Wow. So that give, gives you an indication of their, like, the, the reach it has and the appeal it has. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, good on them. Yeah, it was great. It's great that, you know, it's, and it's just such a wonderful event. I mean, and the kids were, I mean, pe- people engage with the children as well. That's what makes it. They weren't like, oh, what are you doing here? It was just like, there was a little child in a baby walker, which had been made to look, look like the bottom half of a Dalek. And this kid is like pushing it around, like walking inside and pushing it around. It was the cutest ever doll. I love family cosplays. I love when they bring and they they all sort of have, um, like they they all they all match. They they're all something from the same sort of franchise and stuff. I love exactly. It's such a good idea. Yeah, and really is. I mean, one of my ambitions was to kind of do the whole Lord of Arms from Aliens and like put one of my one of my kids when when they were much younger, um, in like sort of. Uh, what we call it like a harness you know carry harness and then kind of build the lord realms around me and have sort of like the, the one of the kids of the, as as ripley and they've got around to do because it was a massive massive construction but it's just like god damn it <laughs> I'm sure I'm done. yeah 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 I, I i was sort of i was i've been thinking for this for years like were you around when we we you were you would have been around when we did the um we did the uh what's the fuck what's it the uh board gaming day uh board game day tabletop gaming day tabletop gaming day um yes i but i wasn't there for it yeah yeah. so we did um tabletop gaming day uh many years back and we did it in um we did it in uh tv 21s what is now or i think it's called it's called pop 21s now or something but tv 21s that was tv 21s in manchester um That was awesome. Such a good... I'd love to do something like that again, where we literally... We did it for free. People could come in for free. We we paid for it uh, with the, you know... this. I, I don't even... Actually, yeah, I think I paid for it. But it is literally just sort of... You could get in for free. Uh, we had a load of people who came down. 
uh for board games and stuff we had yeah. like a, we had like a tombola uh and stuff you know a tombola where people could we got prizes and things i think we even gave a lot of money to charity and stuff because oh, we're, wow. we're awesome like that um but yeah so we did it for free so we had loads of families and our, i think my our claim to flame is that before they we did that uh, we literally got pushed down into the the room. We we had the room downstairs. And yeah. As much as it was like a pop culture sort of kind of bar, um, we we were told nerds go downstairs. You're you're sort of kind of in the sort of like the the room where you you are and stuff. But we got so busy uh, that people started bringing their card games and stuff upstairs oh, wow. into the into the bar because we were like so busy. Like people were coming into the bar. And and starting, and they told us they couldn't be there. They said, you know, these people need to be downstairs because this isn't a part of the event and stuff. I was like, you know, we're, we're really busy. And I was like, you know, obviously these people are buying food, they're buying drinks and stuff, and, yeah. you know, you should let them play and stuff. And uh, they had a bit of a moan at us about it and stuff. And then we're like, okay, well, we'll try our best to keep, you know, people downstairs. But obviously, yeah. you know, if they're upstairs, they're upstairs. Um, and then, like... I hadn't been in after that. It was really successful. It was really good. Had a good time. And then hadn't been in for a while. And then they, they started organizing their own board game nights and stuff where people right. would come in and stuff where they were allowed upstairs and they could eat and they could play board games and things like that. And I was like, that's because us. they've seen that. They've realized yeah. that, that they could have made money off that. Instead of sort of giving us grief, they've got to pinch their idea. But uh, oh, yeah. yeah. So I'd love, by. Yeah, I'd love to do I'd love to do something like that again. Um nothing too massive because I know how stressful conventions can be and stuff, but uh I'd yeah. love to do a small little sort of kind of thing like that where you just sort of, you know, slightly family oriented so people can come down, play some board games and sort of enjoy themselves. So that'll be that would be quite cool. Yeah, it would be. I mean, like it's we have the games to be fair. Yes, we yeah, do. Yeah, we have games, Matt. We have lots of games. <laughs> yeah, lots and, of it, games. It, and also, Matt, it would be a reason to keep some of them. Yes, that's very true. <laughs> I'm sure we get lots of people because we got loads of volunteers to help us out and stuff. Yeah, um, you know, it's lots of lots of stuff, and I'm sure some of the old hands who we haven't seen for a while would no doubt come back to help out and stuff. Um, so yeah, I think it's something to think about um, going forward at some point in time. And when we're slightly bit more organised, but uh, yeah, I'd love to do that again. That would be good. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, also um, to speak of charity streams, John Robertson was telling me that he's got an upcoming fifty-hour live stream. How do people do that sort of thing, man? Like, is he going to is he going to sleep on the stream? Is it is no. there going to be no sleep at all? No because... sleep. So we are talking sleep deprivation levels here. So he just and, wants to go uh, absolutely nuts. <laughs> Well, yeah, I think I think the best way, can be the best way to put it. Yeah. Um, he basically just goes, and you know, John, like no, he just keeps going and going and going. It's like second nature for him, but then I think it gets really weird towards the end. See, because I've I've seen sort of like you know on YouTube channels and stuff where they do, um, they do, uh, you know, marathon. Yeah. marathon sort of things and there's ones that have been going on for like you know they've gone on for weeks and things but they sleep so they they have yeah. they just have uh they have a moderator on on the, the chat so you know nobody's going to doing anything too bad but you yeah know, they sleep and stuff but then some of them have things where they can be woken up and stuff like that but yeah doing it for 50 hours with no sleep i'm not sure if that's healthy or not i'm not sure if that's gonna how, how long can you go without sleep before you you start to shut down the google yeah, I don't know, but yeah, it's it's good. I think it'll be also just um, a bit uh, 
drink coke and have a really wake up and just go for it. Apparently, the longest recorded time without sleep is approximately 264 hours? Fucking hell. Or just over 11 consecutive days. Although it's unclear wow. exactly how long humans can survive without sleep. It isn't long before the effects of sleep deprivation start to show. After only three or four nights without sleep, you can start oh, right. to hallucinate. And I, I have to say, man, right? So when I was doing my dissertation, uh, yeah. when I was doing my dissertation many moons ago when I was in university, um, I did the... The, the stupid thing uh, as I would to all nighter yeah who I left you know I had a year to do this thing I had yeah. three hours a week three hours a week in university um and the rest was meant to be done sort of studying and things like that. I was like wow no I can go out drinking I can enjoy myself I can work I can do those things and then it literally got to the point where there was like three days left I had four I had fifteen thousand words to write and I hadn't got an idea what I was going to do. And so I literally sat down and I don't think I slept much for three days. And I was, and the amount of plural plus and Red Bull and stuff in my system and my feet were talking to me by the end of it. Like I, 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 I physically, it was like that sort of episode of the Simpsons where, um, where Otto's feet are talking to him and stuff. It was something like that. It felt like my, you know, my feet were talking to me at one point in time because I just hadn't slept because I was trying to get 15,000 words written in three days when I had an entire year to do it. And so unsurprisingly, uh, I went back and read my dissertation. Uh, it, it's not very good. Uh, it's, it's literally me pulling shit out of my ass for three I, I am three a fish yeah, pretty much for three days and I was just like I, you know I didn't get oh, 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 I think I got like 65% for it or something like that but it, you know yeah. it wasn't bad for three days but like I yeah. could have maybe and to be honest the annoying thing is had I made the effort and you, done it probably you know, you know. I, I, instead of getting you the 2-2 two, two that I got I would have got a 2-1 because I only needed a few more points to kind of push me over and uh, yeah that was very much because I did not do my dissertation i you know i didn't to be honest i feel university i feel like it was awesome because i i I met a lot of cool people i did a lot of cool stuff but i didn't embrace the studying side of things academic side of it i enjoy you know i love i like military history because i liked it i felt like i could just sort of wing it wing it and stuff yeah and i kind of now there's times when I'm sitting here reading things and I'm writing articles or things like that. And I wish I was like, I wish I'd sort of maybe spent a bit more time actually doing the academic side of things because, yeah. you know, I have, you know, some of my friends, um, one of my friends is he's a PhD and he did the same course as me and stuff. He, he sort of, you know, he went on to teach kids within the military history um, side of things within Salford university and stuff. And uh, yeah, you still had yet to learn. Uh, the uh, the only true knowledge is knowing that you know nothing. Yes, yes. It's like I, you know, it's only I guess in the last sort of ten years where I've realised it's just like you know, uh, you know, yeah, have been a bit more proactive with things like that. But hindsight uh, is twenty twenty. Yeah, that's exactly that. So it's just you know, one of those things. But uh, yeah, so don't you know? It's you know. I don't regret it because I had a I had a, I had a great time. Most yeah. expensive holiday I've ever had. I'm still paying for it now, but yeah. um, you know it was it was an experience. It was an experience. It's, you know, got some, you know, small small village boy coming from, uh, you know, a small village in Northern Ireland all the way over yeah. to to Manchester with, and stuff. To Manchester with the Irish accent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't realize that worked. I, I remember <laughs> that. I remember the first. I remember cottoning on how the Irish accent worked because in my mind. 
I'm going over. Yeah. I don't think I've got an accent. I'm just talking how I talk. And as much as other people sound different, I didn't sort of, you know, you're young, you're not sort of yeah. clicking, you're not clicking. And so I'm sitting there talking away. And then I just remember I was in Jilly's Rock World or something like that. Yeah. And Jilly's in Jilly's Rock World. And uh, I was talking away to this girl and she's like, say hi. And I was like, what? And she's like, say now. <laughs> and I was like, what? And then she's just like, say hi now, Brian Kai. And I was just like, what's going on? And she's like, oh, it's your accent. I love that. And I was just like, what? What is this madness? And then it slowly clicked with me. I was just like, oh my God, I've got superpowers. Oh, <laughs> I've got superpowers. And so I was like, oh my God, this works. And so I had yeah. this thing um, where I was just like, you know what? I might be like a seven probably a seven and i'm just like but because i've got an accent that gives me an extra point so any english seven i'm up i'm up gunning because i've got an accent so i'm sort of i'm winning out on these people because you know i've got a slightly uh i've got i've got an accent going on and then i had this thing that i called the trifecta because i was just like you know for for pulling when i was when i was 19 years old and stuff so i had the accent so i was just like oh it's like looks it's like yeah he's not a bad looking fella then they come over and oh my god he's got an irish accent and then they come over and i use a jean paul gutier the uh the sort of kind of spread it's like oh he smells so good as well it's like done sorted you know (laughs) and it works sometimes it works sometimes the accent generally worked a lot it just the annoying thing is you go back to northern ireland and i'd be like because i'd had so long in in england yeah. with an accent i'd go back to northern ireland thinking Haha, and i'd be talking to the barmaids or whatever and then they'd just be like acting like everything was normal and then you're yeah. like oh my god it's it's like I'm, my kryptonite you, i've lost you, i've lost all my parts <laughs> i can't use it anymore <laughs> oh man Right. Okay. Um, before we go, uh, we have our um, we have our uh, our pop quiz. Uh, okay. We have our pop quiz. Uh, so we'll try and do two each. So we've got some some stuff, some content. Um, okay. Now I've got one for you, um, okay. which you probably get pretty quickly. But uh, <laughs> well, uh, in my state, no. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, we'll see here. So uh, let me just do one. So. Uh, let me do stop watch. Get that over there. Right. Okay. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Okay. Sixty seconds. Go. Are they in the books? Uh, they are in the books. Okay. Are they? Do they um travel on the Heart of Gold? Uh no. Okay. Um. Are well. I assume they're an alien. Uh, yes. Okay. Are they green? No. Okay. Uh, they can't be the mice. Uh, are they from Agrafea? Yes. Slurdy Bart Fast. Yes, it is. Slurdy Bart Fast. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Okay, I initially thought very good, but no, they are green. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was going to be very upset if you couldn't get that, Pete. I was just like, it's got, he's got I to would get have it. been ashamed of myself. Yeah. That. As soon as you mentioned the mice, I was like, oh, is he going to, is he going to skip past it? Is he going to skip past it? But no, you got the mice. Well, I skipped past, well, I thought it was the mice traveled. Yeah, yeah. On uh, how to go spot. No, it can't be them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, right, I've got to quickly come up with something quickly. Um, very quickly, can't. I've just been to a sci-fi weekend and I just can't think of a sci-fi. <laughs> <laughs> it's a brain just, just shutting down. Shutting down. Uh, right. Okay. 
Okay, yeah, I've got one. Uh, I sh I'm going to, um, um, I'm going, for the people on Southway Weekend to listen to this, I am going to do a cosplay I spotted uh, from by one of the Galactic Knights on Saturday night. Um, David, this is the, this is you. This is all your fault. Oh, uh, is this gonna is this gonna be a really obscure Star no, Wars one? No, okay. no, it's no, it's uh, MCU. Oh, MCU. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, don't worry, I'm looking for obscure Marvels, '90s Marvel comics. Okay, so it's MCU. Okay, right. Okay. Yeah. So, sixty seconds, Marvel. Sixty seconds. Go. Okay. So, uh, do they have their own film? Yes. They do have their own film. Um, are they in the Avengers? Yes. Are they a god? Yes. Are they Thor? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Sorry, that was a bit too easy. <laughs> that for was me. well too easy. Well yeah, too easy. Uh, well too easy. But um, yep, yeah, they did a fantastic. Um, uh, which one was it? Uh, what do you call it? Last one of the Avengers films. Um, last last stand. Uh, what was the last of Infin it was one after Infinity, Infinity Wars. War. No, uh, yeah, uh, it wasn't last. Star. It was Infinity. Uh, yeah, it, was, oh. it was Infinity Wars. No, two second second. Yes, after Infinity Wars. What was what was the second one called? What is it? What's it called? What's the what's it called after Infinity War? Endgame. 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 That was it. yeah. I was thinking last game. Yeah. Yeah. Endgame. Said, yeah. Endgame. Yeah. So uh, the end Endgame four, and I actually. I insulted him and apologised profusely because he's wearing the blue jeans, the white uh, with the brown boots and the white sleeveless shirt with a kind of a black and red logo on it. I thought, he looks just like um, uh, uh, the big drum little China. <laughs> Jack, Jack Burton. Exactly. Right. Very right. same style. And like, you no. Know, and I thought, no, no, it's not. So actually, then he brought out uh, Stormbreaker, and I thought, ah, oh, yeah, that's four. <laughs> okay, I have a one for you. The it's a DC. It's, it's DC. Okay. Um, okay. So um, D DC EU or DC Comics? Uh, he's in both. So, but oh. we're, we're you know we're aiming for we'll say we'll say films. Uh, okay, that makes it a bit easier for me. Um, but yeah. Okay, so um, right. Okay, so DC. Uh, let me get my stopwatch here. DC, sixty seconds. Go. Okay. Um, male or female? He's male. Okay. Uh, do they have, do they have their own film? No. Right. Okay. Are they part of the Justice League? No. Are they a hero? They are a hero. Okay. Um, have they um, have they appeared in the Batman films? No. Have they have they appeared in Shazam? No. Have they appeared in not just like the Flash films? No. Have they appeared Superman films? Nope. Okay. Um, uh, have they been in Catwoman films? No. Okay, I I don't watch DC films. I will kind of apologise in advance for this. Have the appeared in, in, in the uh, Aquaman films? Nope. <laughs> Are there any more DC films out there? Okay, uh, right. 
Um, I'll give you a, a big clue. It's Thank in a you. very recent DC film. Not re- no, that's going to be London. Is Green Lantern? No, that's that was recent. Oh, Pete, come on! You got to know. I don't watch. The most, even if you haven't watched it, you've got to know this most recent, the most recent oh, DC film, Black Adam. Right? Okay. Yeah. So he's Black in Black Adam. Adam. Okay. Is it Black Adam? It's not Black Adam. Okay, uh, I can know nothing. Uh, Adam Smasher. Adam Smasher. Ah, uh, Justice right. League. Uh, uh, Justice Society of America. Uh, Adam Smasher. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, Black Adam was actually quite good. I quite okay. enjoyed it. It wasn't like I think it 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 had it had had its problems, but it was very amusing, and it I think it was trying to be multiple films, uh, and sort of not paying off. But there was a there was a lot of good in it, and I think it's a good staging point for what's going on, and obviously. I'd say spoiler warnings, but it's being spoiled for everybody, I think. So yeah. we all know that sort of Henry Cavill's coming back as um as Superman and stuff. So I'm I'm hoping they sort of kind of cuz Henry Cavill's an amazing Superman and I'm very excited yeah. about that. So I I think it's a good sort of as long as they sort of there's certain some of the sort of kind of pacing to it and some of the like there's a there's a darker edge to it because black adam is a sort of darker superhero anti-hero anti-hero yeah anti-hero yeah Yeah. and i think if they give him they they sort of embrace that a bit more like the comedy side is really good especially you know you know the rock does comedy quite well generally and stuff so there is there is but there's some of it where it's like you know some of it felt slightly unnecessary and stuff and there's bits in it like which were just like eh what is this they were like they were really hammering on that this anti-imperialist sort of angle right. and stuff sort of this anti sort of like um, you know people coming into your country and sort of taking it sort of thing but they were like <laughs> there's like there's, if you haven't watched it um, you know you close your ears but it's not going to ruin anything for you it's just really there's this bit in it where this like this, this army of the dead disappears and stuff and then the people rise up with like cricket bats and, and pipes and things to fight these guys with swords and shit and it's completely pointless because there's like there's literally very little that happens into it um, and it's just sort of yeah it was just it's like, a very it, it's a very unsubtle film yeah it was just really unnecessary and stuff ben hughes our man how's things uh i struggle to watch anything with drain 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 dwayne johnson in it <laughs> dwayne I, johnson. I, he's a guilty pleasure for me i quite like him in things you know certain things he is a surprisingly good actor in certain roles and i think he has a lot of comedic skills and can uh, he's really kind of nails comedic timing especially if you watch the new Jumanji film he's quite good in that yeah yeah surprisingly good I would add um yeah he's kind of he's got the buddy friend action role but the sort of comic timing that really kind of lands well in in the comedic role so it's a yeah, I can see him in his right role. He really good in it. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I like the Fast and Furious films and stuff. Like the the family that I I have zero interest in him. When yeah. he's when he's not taking himself too seriously, I kind of like. That being said, him as Black Adam, I feel like he should have maybe been a bit more edgy in it and stuff there was sort of because dc are very good at doing edgy stuff as you can see from like the joker and the you know the batman the batman and stuff like that so if they you know 
I felt like, you know, they were trying to do a lot of different things. Pierce Brosnan's um, uh, Dr. Fate um, was yeah. was really good. But, um, you know, I felt, and even like, you know, Adam Smasher, really good. Um, it, had, it has, um, what's his name? Uh, he played the Fawns, Winkler. Um, oh. his, he, he's the original Adam Smasher. He, he lends the new guy, I can't remember his name, the suit and yeah. stuff in it. So he's got a little brief cameo in it, which is quite good. Nice. Um, but um, yeah, so it's, yeah, I, I think it's a good sort of, it, it, I can see why some people didn't like it, but I, yeah. I enjoyed it for what it was. It wasn't, it wasn't a car crash. It had some points where it, some things in it where you're just like, that's, you know, ridiculous but it yeah. had some it had some proper lol moments where you're just like laughing your ass off it's so good uh and some you know there was some good points and the, the anti-imperialist type angle was quite good it's just they really leaned heavy into it uh-huh. to the point where they were like banging on about it all the time and stuff and i was just like okay we get it we get it it's okay fine right but um yeah so it, it, it was it was enjoyable and i think it's a good staging point for uh the dcu especially with james gunn heading it at this moment in time, yeah so. that, that will be interesting to see what the what he does with it yeah, yeah. Okay. um because they need someone with a creative vision to kind of get the dceu out of the route it's got into unfortunately yeah yeah i'm just so glad they've got henry cavill back because he's well he's just you know, he, he nails Superman. He, he does. He's so, yeah. He is the ideal Superman. He's so that good. That said, Superman does not interest me as a character because he's just this kind of human, like godlike human. It's like, oh, well, no, there's, like there's a lot of godlike humans, like Captain Marvel and stuff like that. There's a lot of sort of super overly powerful sort yeah. of kind of characters and stuff. And I That's think it's because he's a he's a good guy. It's just sort yeah. of. It's, he's just sort of, he's just, he's a very, he's he's like, it's like Captain America. He's just, he is like a straight down the line good guy. What I liked about Man of Steel, uh, I know we're going well off, off the reservation here, but you know, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. but we're, it's, and we've had, I remember having this exact conversation with, with, with Sean Wallace and when it yeah. came out and stuff, cause he didn't like it and I did. Um, okay. And, um, it was literally when he killed, uh, he killed uh, General um, Zod. When he killed General Zod, and yeah. I was just like, you could, I, I loved it because you could tell he was just sort of like he didn't want to do that and stuff. He was like, he had to, and it was just like, and he did it, and it was just like, you know, I loved that sort of thing. I love that sort of kind yeah, of the, like the conflict. Yeah, the conflict, and you could see yeah. it, and he, he just you know you could see it and stuff, and you could tell you know as a sort of kind of you can tell I think like Henry Cavill is as genuine as he is you know in these films and stuff. He's sort yeah. of, you know he, you can tell he's a nice guy, um, you know, and it's just sort of the, what he's in. He's a super nerd, so he's he, everybody loves him because he's into his Warhammer and he's into sort of kind of um, you know nerdy things. He loves gaming and stuff like that. So he's literally just you know, catnip for, for, for nerds in general. Yeah. But, you know, I'm just glad he's back as Superman and stuff. I would, I would love to see, um, I would love to see, um, God, what's his name? Uh, Ben Affleck back as, as, as Batman as well, but I'm okay. not sure. I would, I would happily take, um, I would happily take, um, who was the new Batman? Yes, I know what you mean. Um, oh God, what what is it with me and names today? Uh, Patterson. Um, yeah, yeah. I would t- I would I would easily take him as well because I thought I actually thought he did a, quite a good Batman. But yeah. 
you know, I, I would I would like to see I would like to have Ben Affleck back again as well, just yeah. to give him because if they've got a new if they've got James Gunn at the head and they've got somebody who has got, you know, the two Guardian the first two Guardian of the Galaxy films that he did, which were great, if they've got a good direction and a good script writer and somebody who can give it good direction, they might be able to do his Batman justice because yeah. he was a good Batman. He just wasn't given the chance to sort of kind of... He, wasn't, he was not given the right material. Yeah, he wasn't given the right material. Yeah. As yeah. the Batman, especially that fight scene where he's sort of kicking the shit out of um, the sort of guys in the warehouse and stuff. It's like, that's oh, so good. And that's just like, yeah. he needs something like that. But um, yeah, so... I will say Robert Patterson was very good at the Batman. And so I will say this, Laura's going to be laughing. I was like, Laura, Laura's going to be laughing her ass off at this. I was wrong about Robert Patterson. I just I let the Twilight movies colour my opinion. I was the same. I was the same. I was I was was sort of like I was like I'm not watching this. I'm not watching this fucking Twilight guy. And then I saw him in Tenant. And and yes, exactly. And I was just like, wow, this guy. I didn't realise he was English. To be honest, I thought he was American. And I was just like, oh my god, this guy's actually pretty good. And then so I I sort of kind of I was like, okay, I could I could see him as Batman and stuff. And then it sort of worked. I was like, okay, yeah, it really works. He really does quite well. An emo Batman, but still a Batman all the same. And he pulls. So yeah, yep, Laura, you were right. We apologise. Still never watching the Twilight series. I've never watched no, one. We, I've never we, watched we one of them. I'm not going to watch them. Yeah. <laughs> All right. right. Okay. Um. Oh, you need to give me one more before we go. You Do need I? to give me one. Okay. Me... okay. Um. Ba, 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 ba. Ben says, I enjoyed the new Batman, but I still feel like the Christopher Nolan trilogy is the best one. The issue I have with the Christopher Nolan trilogy now is all the parodies of Batman, I'm Batman, yeah. has sort of, has tainted it for me. As much as I really love those films, it's just like yeah. everybody takes the piss now. It's like, I'm Batman and stuff. I and it's think just like, uh, I the can't think. third one wasn't as good as the first two. It's the best way oh, to yeah. put it. I it's, think most people yeah. say that, but you know, the first, the, the first, you know, the, the Dark Knight is... You know, great, great film yeah. and stuff. You know, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I can't, I can't argue, argue with that. It was a great film, and yeah, I think equally the Batman Returns is equally good, but for different reasons. They're both very different films. Yeah, yeah, but still continuation, and I loved both of them completely. Yeah. Uh, it's telling. If I would happily watch the first two. I'm not no interest in watching um, the third one ever again because it was just like. Huh. I was never a massive fan of uh the um the original Batman uh films and stuff. The uh oh God, me, my nineteen eighty nine and the nineteen ninety two on by um Oh bloody so, so bad. I know. I'm I've been partying for two days, Matt. I've got an excuse. <laughs> um what's the he did Edward Scissor scissor hands and um he did uh um, Yes he did. Uh, bloody hell. What's wrong with us? What's wrong with us? Come on, Ben, help us out. Um... Okay. Um... <laughs> right, cast. Uh, the Michael Keaton Batman films. Yeah, the ba- ma- ba- Michael Keaton, but it's not Michael Keaton. Who did the, he directed them? It was the guy who did um, Sleepy Hollow and yeah. the Nightmare Before Which Christmas. Which is a fantastic film. What's, what's his name? What's the director's name? Oh, God. Hang on. Oh, right. I'm going to I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to look it on my 9DB because I, my brain is shutting down. <laughs> um, okay, it's director Tim Burton. Oh, God, I'm such an idiot. Of course, I feel an idiot. Such an idiot, yeah. yeah. Uh, I liked the visual style of um, the Tim Burton films. 
I liked Batman Returns more than the first Batman film. It's enjoyable, but still a bit too comic, as in comedic. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, for Batman. Um, And, I mean, you could even so, I mean, if you think about the 80s and 70s Batman, that was very, you know, neon comic look. It's kind of that way from that, you know, the Adam West Batman. And it's, but it still had that kind of comic undertones, which didn't feel right for a very, for essentially a tragic uh, character. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and, but you can see Tim Burton's kind of gradually making it dark. And so the point we get Batman Returns, sorry, not Batman Returns, um, is it Batman Returns? Which oh, we're we talking the the Nolan. Yeah, ones? Batman. No, Batman Returns, the nineteen ninety two one. Okay, right. Batman, yeah. Batman Begins is what I was thinking yeah, about with yeah, the yeah, yeah. Uh, Nolan films. Batman Returns is like you know very dark and but yeah, but it's really well done and I like the aesthetic to it. Right. Okay. Give me your last. Give me your last sort of pop quiz. Okay. Thing, and well, then we'll end this. Right. This. We're going to go with the. Um, DCEU. Can't, no, no, well, Batman films. Okay. Batman films. Okay, okay. Um, all right. So, uh, Batman, 60 seconds. You. All right. So, are we talking Christopher Nolan trilogy? Nope. Are we talking uh, the Tim Burton films? We are. So, we're we talking um, Michael Keaton? Uh, yes, the Michael Keaton films. Michael Keaton ones. So the right, okay. Um, and we're talking the character in that. Okay, are we talking the Penguin? No. Um. Oh God, uh, are we talking Catwoman? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, here are the two main film guys. It's the Penguin and, and Catwoman. There you go. I was hoping you kind of focus on the first two easy film, but... ones, Pete. Two really yeah. easy ones. You go well... for su- you go for stupid hard, and then you go for stupid easy. And uh, there you go. Okay, Welcome. we'll leave it there. We've been on for about just under an hour and a half, which is is good. Yeah. I'm sure Pete's suffering still, so we'll uh, we'll let him we'll let him. Yeah, there, there were a lot of Jägermeisters at Sci-Fi Weekend, which were yes, drunk. Oh man, don't talk to me about Jägermeisters. Um, uh, yeah, that's that's bad, bad juju for Matt uh, and Jägermeisters. <laughs> right, okay, so I'm going to go you? just go and check, make sure my windowsill's still in order because I I'm no doubt that he's taking a chunk out of it again after that dog's walked past. Um, but yes, for me, I've been Matt Geary. Uh, with me tonight has been Pink Rider Peter Allison. Good night to everyone, and take care of each other. Thanks for watching. Night! Bye! Bye. Good night.